Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 305 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants section 124 in the week of October the 25th to October the 31st. And today we're going to continue uh, through to those 32 and beyond where we talk more about the baptisms for the dead and how this was becoming a very important part of what the Lord was requiring for the saints. In fact, in verse 32 it says, But behold, at the end of this appointment, your baptisms for your dead shall not be acceptable unto me. And if you do not these things at the end of the appointment, ye shall be rejected as a church with your dead, saith the Lord your God. Pretty strong words there by the Lord, which really just indicates to us the importance that this had. This uh, crowning moment of the restoration where the dead were to be given the opportunity of salvation was really an I mean, you could argue that it was all leading to this point, that the restoration was was fully in effect and fully commenced. And, well, I say commenced uh, with the with the revelation, with the reception of the ordinances for the dead. Um, of course, you know, there were many things that the saints needed as well as this important uh, doctrine. But um, without having these ordinances in place, the church couldn't move forward in its role of the work of salvation. Uh, for the living and the dead. Um, in verse 33 it says, For verily I say unto you, that after you have had sufficient time to build a house to me, wherein the ordinance of baptizing for the dead belongeth, and for which the same was instituted from before the foundation of the world, your baptisms for the dead cannot be acceptable unto me. I mean, that just highlights how the temple is needed and how this work is an important part of this work. Uh, President Russell M. Nelson said, quote, The Lord revealed that the ordinance of baptizing for the dead was instituted from before the foundation of the world. Salvation was thus made available for those who should die without a knowledge of the gospel. A welding link between generations was provided. That a whole, complete and perfect union of dispensations, keys, powers and glories should take place. Close quote. It truly is a great blessing to to well to many people not just us as members of the church but to those who have passed on before uh, who have passed on before us as well that this ordinance this opportunity to be baptized for our loved ones who have gone beyond the veil without the opportunity um should be in place i mean i've had a number of personal experiences of fairly close relatives actually um grandparents great grandparents who have been baptised and who have been sealed to their loved ones for eternity. Uh, and it's such a pleasure and joy to know that there is that connection and that welding link in place for with me to those people. And that just gives me more motivation to be to make, trying to make the right choice, to be making my life better, to, to be changing what I need to change so that I can become ready to receive those great blessings along with them after this life. Um, in verse 36 it says, For it is ordained that in Zion and in her stakes and in Jerusalem, those places which I have appointed for refuge shall be places for your baptisms for the dead. The The temple is a place of refuge, and those places of refuge are increasingly uh, spreading across the earth to bless all of mankind. David B. Hates said, quote, The moment we step into the house of the Lord, the atmosphere changes from the worldly to the heavenly where respite from the normal activities of life is found, and where peace of mind and spirit is received. It is a refuge from the ills of life and a protection from the temptations that are contrary to our spiritual well-being. 
We are told that he who doeth the works of righteousness shall receive his reward, even peace in this world, and eternal life in the world to come. Close quote. What a great blessing it is to be able to enter the house of the Lord, and what a blessing it is in many places of the world now that these temples are opening up and are providing opportunities once more to find refuge from the world. I mean, of course, our homes should be a temple, or should be similar uh, to the temple in sacredness, as we learn in the Bible Dictionary. Um, but truly, you know, the temple is a blessing to be able to go and be in the place where the Lord can be with us and can bless us. Uh, and it was something which has not just been provided to members of this dispensation, but previous dispensations as well. As the Lord points out in verse 38, when he says, For for this cause I commanded Moses that he should build a tabernacle, that he should bear it with them in the wilderness, and to build a house in the land of promise, that those ordinances might be revealed, which had been hid from before the world was. Um, Gerald E. Melchon said, quote, The reason that the Lord commanded Moses to construct a tabernacle in the wilderness was to reveal ordinances which had been hid from before the world was. Joseph was told to build a house to his name so that ordinances that were lost or taken away could be restored. If we will reason upon the many scriptures we have at our disposal, we must come to the conclusion that the full blessings of the Lord are found within the walls of the temple. It is there that we prepare to enter the most important of all groves, wherein the promise of eternal companionships and families forever is fully finally realised, where all that my father have shall be given him. Though we cannot comprehend the significance of those blessings today, the decisions must be made today. Close quote. I really do like that. And I've been listening to a podcast episode recently on leading saints, which actually wasn't made recently. It was actually made a few years ago. Um, but it is being, it's really interesting and talking a lot about doctrines and uh, principles of how we can know what doctrine is. And the the, print, the doctrines that the te- we learn in the temple are... Have been there from before the world was the the actions the um the kind of rites or the way we perform those ordinances may well and they have uh, changed over time um and of course president nelson taught the very same thing uh, in the most recent general conference where he shared his message about the temple it was very interesting listening to his words actually i'm going to quote some now from his talk in october 2021 uh, titled The Temple and Your Spiritual Foundation. Um, he said, quote, um, From that time forward, speaking about um, Brigham Young teaching about the temple at St. George, he says, The temple ordinances were gradually refined. President Harold B. Lee explained why procedures, policies, and even the administration of temple ordinances continue to change within the church, the Saviour's restored church. President Lee said the principles of the gospel of Jesus Christ are divine. Nobody changes the principles and doctrine of the church except about the Lord by revelation. But methods change as the inspired direction comes to those who preside at a given time. Consider how administering the sacraments has changed over the years. In earlier days, the water of the sacrament was offered to the congregation in one large vessel. Everyone drank from it. Now we use individual disposable cups. The procedure changed, but the covenants remain the same. The First Presidency and Quorum of the Twelve Apostles have often asked the Lord if there are better ways to take the blessings of the Temple to his faithful children. We seek guidance regularly on how to ensure worldwide accuracy and consistency of Temple instruction, covenants and ordinances despite differences in language and culture. Close quote. It is clear here that what we're not looking for is 
something that has been taught and was the same from the time of Adam till today. What we're looking at are covenants um, that have been made with the Lord's children through his holy houses, whatever those houses looked like at the time um, through the temple, um, whether it was anointings and washings and baptisms, all of which have been in place from millennia before. Again, the way we do them may well have changed, but the, the principles and, all, and particularly the doctrines have remained the same. Um, and they must be done in his house. In verse 40, it says, And verily I say unto you, let this house be built unto my name, that I may reveal my or mine ordinances therein unto my people. Um, Sister Barbara Thompson said, quote, In holy temples, other sacred ordinances are received and other covenants made. In the early days of the Restoration, the prophet Joseph Smith was anxious for the saints to have the promised blessings of the temple. Close quote. Um, we know that these are revealed through the, the Lord, from the Lord through with his holy prophets. Um, and the prophets, seers and revelators who hold the keys are the ones who can really receive that direction to be able to direct the temple work, the, the ordinances that we need to have in this life to then be able to make the covenants we need, not just for ourselves, but for the ones who have gone on before us uh, to be able to progress um, as our father would have us do. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do continue to listen uh, tomorrow and Sunday as we conclude section 124, even though we've only gotten through about a third of it, probably, thereabouts. Um, I'm sure we'll get, get through plenty more as well. And so please do um, take the time to listen to the uh, daily Bite Size episodes coming your way tomorrow and Sunday. Thank you very much for your time for listening. And until we meet again.